0: That was probably my, my favorite part of Arrival. You know, the classes were all great. The information was great. But sitting around and, you know, talking to Brian, you know, we met and, uh, you know, just kind of bouncing ideas off each other and hearing the mistakes that they made and, and how they adjusted. And you think to yourself, oh, man, that's that was a concern of mine. You know, so I would that was definitely my favorite part was the networking.
2: Hi, everyone. Today, we're joined by three tourpreneurs on the podcast. They're going to share their major takeaways from attending Arrival San Diego, which we were all at last week. Welcome to the show, Jared Riddle of Spirit of Arizona Tours, Heather Fortes of Sacktown Bites, and Brian Kane of Crawl New Orleans. Are we all recovered from a very busy week?
1: (laughs) Almost. Almost, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 90%. Yeah, yeah
2: brilliant stuff excellent so first of all share maybe share with the audience what did what sessions did you really enjoy we'll get to your takeaways in a moment but what were some of your favorite sessions i'll start with you heather ladies first
3: there were so many good ones and um, i'm kind of type a when it comes to it because i try to attend all of them Um, i really liked the um owner operator session uh that was uh, just a Kind of a free for all, but really interesting and lots of really great reminders and points, and meeting other people and how they're problem solving and their pain points. The culinary track was really great as well. I really enjoyed that. Um, You know, it's always good to meet other operators that are doing a similar um, business and um, just, you know, networking. Those, those, oh, and uh, Cultivate's presentation was really great as well super useful.
2: What were they presenting on? I wasn't at that one.
3: Cultivate. Um, basically it was how to, um, you know, on paper look at numbers for growing your business. Um, so they, you know, they had a spreadsheet they shared and they had people, um, you know, uh, they, you could plug in your own numbers and it would calculate and it just, you know, it's just a way to kind of get thinking about, um, you know, everybody talks about growth all the time. Right. And um, but what's the practical way to do that? And what does that really look like? You know, if you want to go from 1 million to 10 million or whatever. So that was a really useful uh, session as well.
2: Brilliant stuff. How about you, Brian? What were some of your favorite sessions?
1: Um, So I had a really good time with, um, with Mitch at trip camp on Tuesday. I know that was a a full day and a lot of different, uh, you know, presenters, but I think it really helped uh, encapsulate where uh, the market um, could be going, and and you know helped I think everyone in the room uh, have a better understanding on that. And then uh, additionally, there was a um, I don't know if I would call it a roundtable, but the uh, how to um, scale a multi destination tour business was re- was a really cool uh, session for uh, for me personally who is trying to do that, and then to actually you know, meet uh, potential competitors, <laughs> uh, specifically here in New Orleans, um, was really cool to, to to have like a dialogue and, and have some answered uh, questions answered that I don't really think that one person can, can know without having done it before. So I took a lot of value from that.
2: Fantastic. And Jared, how about you? What were some of your favorite sessions?
1: These guys stole mine. Um, I agree with Brian.
0: I really enjoyed Mitch's trip camp. Um, there was a little taste of everything, you know. And what was nice about that is, you know, during arrival, you know, when they have those breakout sessions, for me, I got kind of panicky a little bit, like, oh, I want to do this one, I want to do that one. there at the same time, uh, but Mitch's was like nice and like layered, you know. And then we didn't have to worry about going anywhere. Um, uh, it got a little long at the end of the day, but then you know, uh, Peter rounded it out and you know his presentation was like a jolt of energy
2: yeah um Mm -hmm. i
0: also really enjoyed the uh the tour operator owner session that was a very nice round table um those were the two that stuck out to me um you know there was so much going on that i was after you asked that question i was thinking man i don't remember the names of them you know i've got my list of notes but I, i don't really remember the names of the sessions but the two that stuck out was definitely mitch's trip camp um it was nice and personable and then also that that uh, Owner operator session. Those were those were two good ones for me as well.
2: Sure.
3: Yeah, I would have loved to. Oh, sorry. I would have loved to have attended that trip camp, but I couldn't get in until late Tuesday. But I'm sure that was an excellent day.
2: It was. I was due to to speak at it, and unfortunately, the weather gods were not on my side. So uh, I had lots of issues with JetBlue and. Uh, I won't bore listeners with it, but I was there two days late and couldn't, I missed out on a food tour and I missed out on trip camp. And yeah, very disappointed about that. So I am really pleased to hear that it, that it went so well for you all. I want to dig into a little bit about your takeaways because these events are all great to go to. But, you know, when we come home, kind of what are we going to implement in our business? So, Jared, I'll start with you this time, maybe share a couple of takeaways that, you know, you picked up at Arrival that's going to because you've been in business, if memory serves me right there for 10 years. Or you've been a tour guide for ten years, and you've how long's your business been around? I've
0: been, I've been a tour guide for ten years. Um, I started my company in September two thousand nineteen. Right, so six months before the pandemic. So I've mm. just been kind of flying by the seat of my pants this whole time, and just kind of, you know, just kind of doing what I can, you know. Um, but as far as arrival goes. What was really nice for me, there was two things that I've been debating this whole time. And the number one thing was whether or not to work with an OTA, because you hear a lot of people on, especially in in our community, talk about, oh, they did this, they did that. But every operator that I spoke with, they all agreed, you have to do it. And that was actually a a nice relief for me that like, okay, I'm going to do it. So that question was answered. And the other really nice thing about being at a rival was I was able to rock, walk right into trip advisors, um, booth. And I told them, I said, here are my concerns working with you guys. I said, this is what the community has been saying about working with OTAs. And, uh, And I was fortunate enough that my, I guess, account manager was right there. She's responsible for the Southwest. So she and I sat down together and we spoke face to face, which is so much better than emails and phone calls. You know, we're able to speak face to face. And when you can put faces with names, there's that personal relationship. And uh, I felt a lot better about moving forward with working uh, with Mm -hmm. an OTA.
2: What was your? Um, I also, what was your? Sorry, what was your number one concern about working with an OTA before speaking with Viator at arrival?
0: I guess the idea of that you work more for them and and you know they kind of put the operator's challenges on the back burner. You know, because I I told them I said you know I it's just me I do all the tours and if I get a tour that books and someone books through you guys it's not that I don't want to do the tour. Obviously I want to do the tour, but I can't. And if I can't, you guys ding me for it. You know, I get, you know, in trouble for it. And um, you know, they're like, yeah, we've been working on that, whether it's true or not, but you know, they're like, yeah, we're working on that. We understand your concerns. And then I told them about the communication thing, you know, like uh, if I'm going to be late or if another tour, uh, uh, some of my guests are going to be late, how do I communicate with them? And they said, you know, we're providing phone numbers now for you to be able to to communicate with your guests. So it put a couple of my my concerns at ease. Um, but again, mostly it was it was hearing from the other operators that yes, you do need to do it, and there's ways you can go about doing it. And um, you know, had a very nice conversation with with my rep, which was which was very nice. So uh, it would have been nice to speak with Get Your Guide, but I I didn't see him there. I I didn't think they had a booth there. Did did you guys see?
2: They, uh, there. they didn't have a booth, but they, they definitely had plenty of people in their big red T-shirts there. Um, but they didn't have a booth. So get your guide if you're listening. Give Bruce a call. Get yourself a booth next time. <laughs> 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 yeah, Bruce, you can cut me a check um, later.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Atta boy. Uh, the, other, the other thing that I went into arrival, I mean, so many questions. But the other thing was that um, I was I was shopping um, RezTechs. You know, I've Hmm. I've been working with Fair Harbor. And uh, so I at least wanted to hear what the other ResTechs had to say. Um, And then, again, talking to mostly operators, that was the key. And all of them were like, stick with Fair Harbor. They're the best. You know, they they were very much on Fair Harbor's side. So those were two big concerns of mine that were alleviated that now I don't have to think about it anymore. Uh, so so those are two big ones
2: yeah what i'm hearing from you then jared is obviously you're an active member of our tourpreneur online community which is great but am i hearing from you that what you miss in the everyday world is connection with other operators that you can sit down with have a coffee and say hey how are you getting on with otas you know what strategies are working for you is that is that what arrival gives you that you can rock up and speak to people and get that honest advice from others
0: that was probably my, my favorite part of Arrival. You know, the classes were all great. The information was great. But sitting around and, you know, talking to Brian, you know, we met and, uh, you know, just kind of bouncing ideas off each other and hearing the mistakes that they made and, and how they adjusted. And you think to yourself, oh, man, that's that was a concern of mine. You know, so I w- that was definitely my favorite part was the networking, getting to know people because I'm a face to face guy anyway. Um, so that, that was for sure. My favorite part was meeting everybody, meeting you, meeting Mitch, meeting, uh, Chris, uh, you know, I, I got to meet, I, I sat with Peter just before the Petco park tour for about half hour 45. And that was, I can't even, invaluable, you know what I mean? Um, so that by far was my favorite part was meeting all the other operators face to face for sure.
2: Excellent. Um, any other takeaways before we move on? Well, you come up with two, so OTAs, ResTech, and and I guess the networking, right?
0: The networking and and honestly, uh, the third takeaway, because like I said, I had a bunch, was that arrival was worth it. I think was was my last takeaway. You know, because having never been, you see that that price tag, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. But you can kind of see where the money goes. Um, you know, they put on a good event. Um, you know, all the the little parties and stuff that they put on that that it, it was actually a good value, I think, for the money. Yeah. So uh, that, that was probably my third takeaway, is that that arrival was worth the money.
2: Fantastic. Heather, how about you? Some takeaways for us.
3: Uh, you know, definitely. Oh, go ahead.
2: No, I was just thinking, this is your second arrival, correct? You went to Orlando?
3: Yeah, I attended Orlando in September of 2019, and I had launched my business three weeks earlier. And so I was kind of a deer in the headlights and pretty overwhelmed at the first Orlando. Um, but it was fantastic. What I, I have to say, I kind of liked this year because it was smaller and I know that probably wasn't ideal for the arrival team themselves, but, um, you know, being such a small operator and a newbie, it really gave me, you know, a chance to meet more people and network a little more and, um, it, I just felt it easier to approach people, um, whether it was um, third-party providers or other um, tourism people. Um, that was just kind of my thing. I it was I wasn't as overwhelmed. I think, um, even though there was the same amount of content, that was still overwhelming. The other piece is, you know, a lot of us, especially food tour operators, are you know kind of isolated and smaller and. Um the timing of this uh event was perfect for me because I'd kind of given myself permission to take January off and then use February to really gear up and um plan out my next year and the next five years. Because twenty twenty one was kind of a you know, I, I did some testing and um demand is definitely great there. So it's the timing was really great and it it just got me back on track. Like things that you know I had looked at and examined and planned two years ago or two and a half years ago. And then they kind of, you know, went into the drawer and I never really looked at them again, especially through COVID. So it was, it was great. Just refresher of, you know, and then it's kind of overwhelming too, because you come back and you're like, Oh my gosh, I have so much to do now, but um, it's great um, to have some resources now to call upon. Um, And I think that's only two takeaways but um
2: how was the uh food to track
3: it was really good actually yeah that was um, probably one of my favorite parts um they had uh i think brian mentioned the the session about um you know opening expanding into multiple cities they had some very specific breakouts that were just really super relevant to um food and beverage operators Um, So I think that was great. I hope they keep that. I hope they they keep that in the format for sure.
2: I would like to see them enlarge that. And what I will say, it's very easy for us sitting here, right, with all our wishes and and everything for (laughs) arrival. It's it's a heck of a thing to put on. But I've always thought that, not for this one, because it was a very different circumstance, but I'd love to see, you know, a bike track or a multi-day track, attractions track and you can pick on. Also, yeah. maybe even with some operators, I was chatting to, um, you know, a basic intermediate and advanced track where if you get someone who like you at Orlando, you had just started three weeks before, maybe some of it was a little bit, you know, this is a mistake I made when I started tourpreneur. I, I got tons of emails from people in the early days saying, Shane, you keep talking, you keep saying the letters OTA, what does that mean? I'm like, crikey, yeah, of course, we don't. Yeah, we don't all know the terms. And, and everything so I'd love to see basic, intermediate, and advanced, and potentially split down by uh by industry and by verticals rather in the industry as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think they do a pretty good job of having you know something for everybody for the bigger operators and the smaller operators, and I really appreciate that about Arrival. I think they it does feel really inclusive, even if you're a, an owner operator. Um, and there's still a lot of really good learnings and takeaways, but you do make a good point, like even in just you know, since 2019, and even I, I wasn't really even operating for, you know, a year and a half of that time period. I'm already, you know, in, you know, know so much more about the business than I did when I first started. And so, you know, it it is nice to um, have, you know, these different entry levels, right, where you can access the information. And because some of it's just way too, way, way, way too deep for me. And, and information that is just, you know, maybe not useful for me ever, or not useful for me for another, you know, four or five years, something like that.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I do take my hat off to arrival, because the beauty of our industry is also um, a problem or frustration is we're so broad, we're so diverse, you have someone who is running a bike tour of Burlington versus someone who's taking a 10 day expedition to the Himalayas. You know, we're, we're all together yeah. and I think it they do a really good job of, as you say, looking after the smaller tourpreneur right up to, to you know, there's quite a few attractions there, for instance, as well. And, you know, they're getting something out of it. Um, Brian, so I, I, I'll come to you and it was interesting because you came on our group, say, a week before the event and said, hey, um, should I stay or should I go now? <laughs> um, and you got a lot of responses from the community to that, right?
1: I did, yes. So, which was, you know, I'm really grateful for. Uh, I was on the fence. Um, you know, February is a, a a potentially busy time here in New Orleans uh, for Mardi Gras, and so initially, when um, you know arrival was moved into you know the first week of February, I pretty much immediately wrote it off just based on the time of the year that it was. And so then I'm going back and forth. All right. You know, it's not really that busy. We have a late Mardi Gras this year. And I thought, I think that I could potentially learn a lot from this. Uh, but again, I had never been to one before. So I just thought, you know, we have the, uh, the ability to communicate you know, through social media, thanks to you and Tourpreneur having you know just a really uh, awesome, like focused group of people who identify with this, this industry. So I put it out there and thought, let's see what people say. And um, I mean, I think we've all read it at, at this point. It it was just overwhelmingly, um, you need to go right. And then to uh, to double on that, you know, to have two pretty prominent names in the industry, you know, Bruce, obviously uh, being one with, uh, you know, money back guarantee, I thought, okay, this is a pretty good, um, kind of like Trump card. Hey, you better show up here, you know? So, and I'm really, I'm really glad that I attended. Um, first the, the post, I mean, it really kind of had my name and, and my brand's reach, you know, exponentially, uh, grow in that community. So, a lot of people walked up and introduced themselves to me that I may not have met if that post didn't go out. So I'm just, uh, super grateful for, uh, for that.
2: And you became friends with Jared because of that, right?
1: It, immediately. As soon as Jared walked into trip camp, it was like, we made eye contact and, you know, it was like, you know, boys from the first moment and it was great. And we, we really did. <laughs> it was exactly that. <laughs> So yes. honestly, it was, uh, it was really cool to have, you know, what felt like a counterpart and we were both in the same place a few days before, should we or shouldn't we attend? And then based on the feedback, we both came to the conclusion that, hey, we should go to this. And, you know, and Jared and I have talked uh, even again right before this episode on, you know, it just it, it felt like we had uh, just this camaraderie right from the right from the jump, which was really awesome to have. Want to connect with other tourpreneurs? Then join our Facebook group at tourpreneur.com forward slash Facebook.
2: And I'm really pleased and proud that tourpreneur played a part in that. And what what I really liked was in that thread. And this is what we try and do with all threads. If someone comes on and says, hey, should I work with Viator or not? You'll get honest. It's what we're talking about attending an arrival event. You get this in our tourpreneur group where your peers that don't have any vested interest will come and say, well, this is what I liked, or this is what I didn't like, you know, please, please bear this in mind. And that's the kind of exchange we need, because we, we don't have big alumni associations for what we do, right? We don't go to Cornell or the International Hotel School in The Hague, we're kind of out there on our own. So it's good, good to have these resources. Um, So let's talk about some of your takeaways then, Brian, as a first time attendee. Um, What did you learn? Um,
1: so, uh, and I have a, a number of notes written down here. So I'm going to try to to hit the, the three main ones. Uh, first, um, to d- diversify uh, discovery options, right? And so this kind of ties into my, my second point as well a little, um, you know, posting on Instagram, posting on Facebook, posting on your website, creating blogs. Now this whole TikTok thing is, you know, should we or shouldn't we be on it? Is, you know, is that our demographic? Is it too young? Not... I think that ultimately the one thing that I, I took away is, um, regardless of of where it is, um, on the internet or whether it's on the on the street in your market, um, the more um, options that a customer, a potential customer, has to discover your tours or your brand, I think is is better for you as as a business owner and as as a business because we're all consuming content over so many different platforms and there's no right one or even wrong one for that matter. It's, Hey, you know, create it, put it out there and see what comes back. So I think that's probably number one, as far as, you know, I don't think that there's any necessarily bad place to put effort um, into.
2: Sorry, sorry to interrupt. There's something I'd really like to ask you about here. So did you attend the session on the Gen Z Marketing.
1: Unfortunately, I, I no, I, I didn't. It doubled on with another uh, yeah. session that that I that I attended. No, um, how, know, I, I how didn't dare a rival put
2: on good sessions at the same time? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was a really. I I attended that, and uh, that was a really good session. And I went into it, you know, kind of skeptical, and I left thinking, oh, shit, I got to start marketing to Gen Z. <laughs> so it was it was pretty powerful.
2: I was just thinking of you, Brian, because I can imagine for some of your tours maybe there is that younger demographic and it he he it was Stephen Joyce was pointing out where everyone is kind of hanging out online and how they're I, i'm hoping that I think that's one of the sessions that was recorded so when they come out I would definitely recommend watching that one yeah I thank mean, you
1: yeah I, w- I would love to it th- there is you know we have a photo walk New Orleans is an instagram photo shoot tour that uh we introduced you know um during the pandemic so that's obviously that target demographic is hanging out on those Instagram reels and TikTok uh videos which we've started to create and post here in the you know the last 6 months and so we've definitely seen some um some growth in that area and uh, you know I think uh this arrival specifically touched on that there's no real bad place to to try because you don't really know at, at this point what's what's coming back from it so I would say that's my, my uh, number one takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to tie into that, um, Kevin from the awkward, awkward, uh, water sports guys podcast spoke at that operator, roundtable uh, round table at the end of Thursday. And he said something that I thought was really powerful and also pretty polarizing, you know, um, using OTAs as a tool, you know, I, I do, I understand, the. Uh, um, a lot of operators really don't like to use them based on, you know, the the, the high commission. and um, But, you know, I think that the exposure that you could potentially get there is, I mean, it's amazing, right? And if the margin is too much for you, then, you know, you don't have to use it at all. Um, but to double in with the, um, you know, diversifying how people can find you, I think that it's pretty important. Um, and then to tie into the very last one, I would say personal connection. Um, you know, I had the opportunity of really being at the right place at the right time. Um, Bruce uh, asked if I wanted to go for a beer, and 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 Douglas happened to join right after, and there were only a few of us, and so I had a really aw- awesome moment where um, Doug, you know, googled a term that you know crawl New Orleans ranks number one for, and on mobile we were still the fourth listing because you know, via tour and get your guide and, you know, they're, they're targeting those keywords. So, um, you know, I've worked really hard to to rank, you know, really high for some of these terms, but, you know, realistically, we're number four. So if I'm not listed on via tour, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, you're just not there. Right. So I think that, um, you know, that just doubled down on my opinion of, Hey, you know, I think that if you uh, price your tour at the right um, price point, and you know what your margins are, then you can understand, you know, whether you can or can't be there on those those tours or, or not.
2: Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head in terms of knowing your margins. I know it's a topic that most of us don't get too excited about, but you know, so when you are, especially, you know, Jared, you were mentioning Viator. They've just launched Viator Accelerate. I've still got to go away and do some study on that, but as I understand it, it's like a commission override. You can put your commission up and go higher up the rankings, but it's dangerous if you don't know your margins because you'll be underwater before you know it.
1: Right. If if I can Shane, um, I was in the pilot program of accelerate. Mm -hmm. And so I decided yes, because at first it was invite only um, specifically for the new Orleans market. And um, you know, I saw an uptick in bookings, um, Pretty substantial. Um, you know, we do most of our bookings are uh, direct to the website, so you know I use it as kind of an add-on, you know, to fill you know extra space. And I'm okay with you know the percentage that that I set, and it is a little bit higher than than other people might be comfortable with. Um, but not every tour that we offer is on that program because of the margin specifically. Um, you know, we offer a food tour, and the food tour isn't listed on any of those. Um, but you know, we offer a nightlife tour and the margin is much more attractive to be able to kind of compete there. And then, um, you know, I'm a really big advocate of upping average order value. So we do have, you know, follow-up sequences to when people book and, uh, work around and how to extract that email address, even though Viator doesn't want us to have it. Um, there, there are workarounds there and, and then offering that food tour. um, in a di- potential direct booking, um, is it works for mm-hmm. my business versus I couldn't list that tour on there because the price would just be ridiculous, or you know, or you know, the the tour operator thought of I could be losing money on this, right? So, I think using it as a tool is super important.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how how it works. It's been in the hotel industry for a long time, so it'll be see how that transfers to experiences. <laughs> And Chris Torres over at the Tourism Marketing Agency has just launched a series
0: of five-minute workshops designed to help you make small changes but make big, positive impacts in your tour business. Chris will cover such topics as email marketing, video creation, sales processes,
1: review building and much, much more.
0: This free ten-week series will be available on his Digital Tourism Show Facebook group, YouTube channel, and all good podcasts. Just search the Digital Tourism Show for details.
2: Interesting, you mentioned OTAs. What were and this is out to all of you. So obviously, there was one session where the head honchos of uh, Viator, Amusement, Get Your Guide uh, were on stage. Um, there was one more. There was there was four of them, wasn't there? What
1: was it? Three, uh, two, twois, twois.
2: That's how much tequila oh, I had last week. I'm struggling to name a face yeah. for or four. Um, I think there was, yeah. But what was your takeaway from that that session? Uh, we'll start with you, Heather. Did, did you attend that one?
3: You know, I just it kind of felt like a rerun of a couple of years. You know, Orlando and just putting people in the hot seat, and they're not really at liberty to to you know say anything really useful or constructive, and um. I, I was kind of thinking maybe we should hear from some OTAs that um, aren't the you know the top four. Like it'd be interesting to you know hear from you know some more diversity in that lineup.
2: So I head out with the fourth company. Sorry, sorry, Varun, for forgetting you there. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the four. Um, Brian, what did you think of it?
1: So um, you know, and I, I commented on the post on Tourpreneur specifically about this you know, it's four heads of very, very large, some public, uh, you know, funded companies who are obviously media trained in how to speak for four minutes without actually saying anything. Yeah. So it, it was just, mm-hmm. you know, Christian Watts was just really put them on the spot and I thought it was genius what he did and how he did it. And uh, you know, we still didn't, receive an answer from any one of them. Um, I would much rather have them come out and just be honest, say it, Hey, we think that we own this customer. We spent the advertising dollars. We created the brand. Um, you know, it's a Viator is a trusted place to buy things. And if the consumer thinks that is more comfortable with that journey, then, you know, there is a point of, they, they technically do own that information. Um, so, but come out and say it. Mm -hmm. That's my big thing. Like I'm, I'm okay with it. If you come out and say, Hey, you know what? We created this platform and we're not sharing this and we're not putting your logo on it because we don't want to take away from our brand. Uh, whether you're okay with that or not, uh, I'm not like commenting on, but I would just much rather hear them like say it rather than dance or dance around it, you know, for 40 minutes.
2: Yeah, and I think that the challenge is, and full disclosure, I, I'm an ex regional director at Get Your Guide. I was on that panel for the very first, very first arrival in 2017, and, and there's a lot of pressure on you. You're terrified of saying the wrong thing. But what as as operators, we turn up to that event, and D- Douglas Quimby did the best job he could do to try and get some answers. Um, but what is what as operators as tourpreneurs, what were you looking for from? the four people on the stage, you know, particularly you, Jared, you know, you were saying that you, you were hearing from operators that, oh, you know, you do need to have OTA as part of your strategy. What do you think you can hear from the the, the top guys? And uh, there was no gals there, as, as Douglas pointed out, but from the top guys of the OTAs? Or is there anything you think they can help you with?
0: Well, you know, here's what I'll say about that is uh, Brian, he, he said it perfectly, is that I came away from it almost more frustrated, you know, they came off very smug to me, you know what I mean? And I agree that if they just would have been like, guys, this is our brand. This is, this is how we operate. We'd love to work with you, but this is how we it, it would have been a lot more respectful because one of the things, and I was talking to some other operators that maybe they didn't realize that they're talking to a room full of people that started businesses. So nobody in that room is dumb and they were almost treating us like we were a little bit and that I did not appreciate that at all. Um, if they would have been a little bit more on the forefront and just been like, this is what we do. This is why we do it. Um, we love to work with you, but if you don't, then that's okay too. You know, where the whole, we don't give you customer information cause it's best for the customer. Like who that, that was, that frustrated me. And I don't even work with them. And <laughs> just hearing that kind of stuff was just so frustrating. So I came out of that more with a dislike for their smugness you know, they are, I felt like they were almost talking down to us a little bit. Like we know more about, even though we're the boots on the ground, we're the face of kind of their company in a sense, like, uh, you know, we deliver the experience. They kept telling us what was better for the customer, which was really frustrating for me because who knows better than what's for the customer than we do. I doubt any of them have ever led a tour. Maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. Um, so, if they would just have been a little bit more, like Brian said, like, you know, this is what we do. This is our commission. If you want to work with us, great. If not, great. Um, I think that would have been a little bit more. And, like you said, Christian, uh, I, I appreciated that question. And I even actually, the first time I met Douglas, I told him that I appreciated the way that he asked the questions and his tone in that he didn't let them off the hook. You know, he was trying, you know, yeah. he was trying as politely as he could to not let them off the hook, you know, when they would give an answer, he'd say, Oh, come on, you know, da, 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 da. and then they'd turn around with another smug, no answer answer. So yeah. um, it, if I dislike for them increase, but you know, again, speaking to the other operators and, and to what Brian said is using them as a tool more than, more than having to rely on them. Mm. So Um, that was my takeaway from that session. Um, I didn't, I don't think any of us got a straight answer on anything.
2: Well, and also I I think I didn't hear any new strategy. I didn't really hear a vision and I know many of us were in a holding pattern because of the pandemic and we're just getting back into it, but I didn't hear anything to get excited about from them. And I almost thought, you know what, they may as well have all had a sponsored demo lab. We go in there and they're like, okay, here's three ways you can increase your business. Um, through, through working with us and you got to have eight photographs and cancellation policy and whatever, And these are your tour descriptions. I think we as operators would get more out of that than having the four heads of the OTAs on the stage personally.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned in, in the thread on, uh, the tourpreneur Facebook, you know, I, in my mind though, I was thinking, I do, I do kind of respect them for getting up there knowing that they probably weren't going to be very liked, you know, they didn't shy away. Um, again, they didn't answer questions, but at least they kind of,
2: but I wonder, I I, sorry, I, I wonder, Jared, if they'll be back next year because he, they're probably thinking, well, I, I've flown all the way here from Berlin or Rome. Was it worth my time to get up there? Um, Heather, you had a point. Sorry, you had your hand raised.
3: Oh, yeah. My feeling is the people on the stage are so far removed from the customer experience. And I kept hearing, I can't remember the gentleman's name from Get Your Guide and how tau, tau. they have customer service and they're right there and it can't, you know, and it's like, you know what? They don't have that when you're a small operator, if you're one of their giant money-making operators, maybe you do get that. But I tried for months to get something live on get your guide. And I just finally gave up (laughs) just like, this is too much time to make it happen. Um, Just getting the API and, you know, there was, you know, just all the complications with getting a new product live. Right. And I just felt like, um, the people on the stage, you know, have, are just so far removed from how the operator experiences, like you pointed out, Jared, um, you know, what it's like when you don't have the phone number of a guest and you need to reach them, you know, because there's been a sudden change uh, of some sort, you know? And um, so, you know, you know, hearing from people um, at the very, very top of the company, I don't think is as useful maybe Mm -hmm. as, you know, maybe it is getting an account rep on stage or something like that.
2: There was a session, wasn't there? I think it was on the Friday morning. How to work with OTAs? Um, did any of you attend that one?
3: I wasn't able to.
2: No, I didn't. How was it, Jared? Yeah, I did. How was that for you?
3: Uh, you know, I,
0: I so that it was led by Stu. Um, with uh, he's he's got a, a Savannah food tour operator, which I don't re- recall the name of the the company, and then another gal from Big Bus. And maybe, maybe it's my fault because being a Friday that I was just too o- overloaded with information, but I didn't take a ton out of it other than kind of what already Brian said about knowing your margins, um, using them as a tool, that sort of thing. So there wasn't really anything groundbreaking for me in that session which was kind of a bummer because that that's exactly one of the tough questions that i had but again it might have been me just being totally worn out by friday morning sure. i did uh, feel
2: sorry for them having that morning session <laughs> It was on the friday i'm
3: like it's brutal
0: you know
2: and it's such an important <laughs> session i wish it was earlier uh in the week that, that would be my feedback and then there was also i guess another blockbuster session was with the four res how was that for you um start with you brian
1: uh, you know, I I enjoyed that. Um, I'm a I'm a Peak user, and when I first started the business, I was actually with Fair Harbor, and then I made I made the switch. Um, I mean, I I really like everything that Peak has to offer. So I, I don't want this to turn into a, a sales pitch for Peak, but um, I love her candor. I like she's pretty pretty fiery, and and is in my opinion really switched on. Um, I. Yeah. I I enjoyed it a lot. It's, it was cool to see them kind of go back and forth on uh, different features and different things. Um, It was a bit refreshing compared to the other one where you didn't really get an answer from, from, from anyone.
2: Mm -hmm. How about you, Heather?
3: You know, for me, I, I was a little frustrated in that they all claim to help you get bookings but none of them really are able to say how they do that. At least they weren't doing that on stage that day. And um, I thought that was a little disappointing because, you know, otherwise they all, you know, do a very, very similar thing. And it was, you know, there wasn't a lot of distinction among the four of them for me. Um, So that was my takeaway on that.
2: I, uh, I suggested to Douglas and he kind of asked this question, but in a different way than I would have done. And he's the master and the apprentice. So, but the question I would have asked was, uh, you know, what's your company's superpower? And by that, you know, Peak might have said our technology is second to none. Fair Harbor might have said our customer service can't be beaten; it's twenty four seven. You know, give me something that I can go away and think, oh wow, mm-hmm. I didn't realize they offered that, or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But what's their superpower? And there's 160 ResTecs out there, and I asked myself the same thing. It's like, okay, what are the differences between them all, and what's right for my business? Jared, what was your takeaway?
0: You know, that's a tough one to answer. Uh, you know, what? The, the one thing that stood out to me was when they were talking about like commission rates and this and that. When, uh, And this isn't because I work with Fair Harbor, but Ted from Fair Harbor goes, we have the lowest credit card rates, by the way. That was really the only thing that stuck out to me. Yeah, uh, because it, it would have been like you said, it would have been nice to hear this is what I do better than maybe them. And I don't know. They're probably trying to keep that that politeness about them. You know, it would have been like this is what we do better than them. And then maybe I could have gone in and researched that, talked to the other operators, you know, like Brian, he's, you know, he went from Fair Harbor to peak. I spoke with another gal that she said she's been with all of them and went back to Fair Harbor. So um, as, as lame as an answer, as it is, the one thing that I recall from that session was Ted going, we have the lowest credit card rates. And that's, that's really a I remember from that session.
2: Sure. Okay. So maybe demo, uh, sponsored demo labs for all the tex as well. Then where. They can go in and, cause I think you're right, Heather. That's what I was looking for. So okay, you've all pretty much got the same tech and functionality, but how can you help my business grow? What can you share? What intelligence can you share with me that will help me grow my business? Um mm-hmm. so um that that's the feedback here. I think one of my takeaways was actually at the Tourism Solved session and it was a sponsored demo lab. Um and the chap there, whose name I've forgotten, now, I do apologize, he was talking about, you know, what's our values, our mission and our vision, as tourpreneurs, you know, what motivates us, because none of us are doing this to make millions, right? I mean, we'd love to, but you know, really, it's, uh, uh, there's more to what we're doing than that. And, and is that on our website? So when someone comes on, and they land on, say, you're walking toward New Orleans, are they getting that vision, Brian, that you want people to come to your city and have the best time possible, you know, and your site's good, I'm not singling it out, but I know plenty of other sites I look at, and it's like, well, that's no different from the other food tour that I saw. Are we putting our, uh, our mission and our values into the website? And I thought that's something I would go away and take a look at rather than just the standard template. What can I do to really demonstrate our why as a business? Let me ask you then, what would, um, what's the one thing, as we wrap up, what's the one thing you're going to do differently with your business as a result of attending Arrival? Jared.
0: Well, so I'll tell you right now, The I sat down with uh, Jessica from Indy,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: what a, Jessica, what a sweetheart, like I really appreciated her time. Um, but one of the challenges that popped up for me that I wasn't going into rival with that now is a big one is um, changing my website around. And uh, I really enjoyed the time with the gondola guys.
2: Yes, Vitaly. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, And he really he really seemed to know kind of what he was talking about. And then having him being a former tour operator himself, like there was a little bit more confidence in there. So now the next question I need to answer myself is, do I push forward with the website I currently have with the two pages of notes I took? Or do I just hand it over all to them and, and make that business decision? So that's the next challenge that I have to answer for myself as a result of the events at Arrival. So that's kind of what's on my plate next.
2: Sure. I didn't get to the gondola session, so I've invited Vitaly on the show to tell us a bit more about it. Um, Heather, how about you? What are you going to do differently with Sacktown Bites as a result of attending Arrival?
3: I don't know about doing anything differently, but I just have a lot of things to do. (laughs) Um, I definitely need to work on my website and um, my core values and making sure that is across all my marketing efforts, um, kind of just re-examining that. Um,
2: I'll tell you something, Heather. And, your, your website makes me very hungry.
3: <laughs> Good. That's 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 the, that's definitely the goal. Um, yeah, and I just you know really I, I really need to get serious about time management and getting staying out of the weeds uh, mm. every day. And, um, you know, which is challenging when it, when it's just me, but, um, you know, the, the goal is to hire guides this year and by the end of the year, possibly have a part-time ops manager. So just really focusing on, you know, using every minute of my day smartly and not letting myself get, uh, squirrels, you know, and just distracted and, um, you know, email, like, just don't even look at email for, you know, the first few hours of the day or whatever it is.
2: So Douglas might be listening to this. What would, would a suggestion be then? Would I be right in saying that some sessions on productivity and time management would be something you'd like to see at the next arrival?
3: Yeah, I think um, those kind of sessions are always super useful, even for, you know, experienced operators. Um, I think more, uh, financial sessions would be good. I mean, I was surprised how many people were in that session that had been operating for years and had never done an exercise like that. Um, and even if you have done it, it's always good to revisit it or look at it from a different angle. Um, so was, was that the session
2: with Trish Higgins?
3: Oh, the one I'm referring to is with Cultivate. Right. With Mike and Stephanie.
2: Right. Because I had... had There
3: might have been other ones that I wasn't aware of.
2: Yeah, I know Trish Higgins did something, but that was more about buying and selling a a tour business. And I just bring it up because when we spoke um, after we recorded, we discussed potentially launching a kind of mini MBA finance for tour operators. But I wasn't really sure, you know, it was during the pandemic and I wasn't sure if that was the right time or something that Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs were looking for, but I I might go back and do some more market research on that. But uh, how about you, Brian? What are you going to do differently? Um, You're going to open in 50 cities now, right? Having gone to the (laughs) multi-destination session.
1: Um, So I I would say, I don't, I don't know that I'm going to do anything really differently, but my my one big takeaway uh, in in something that I thought that I would get a lot of value from, and and I, I got even more than, than I expected is, um, I'm going to continue to reach out to uh, other tour operators and have, uh, you know, a dialogue about, you know, what's working, what's not working. Um, you know, being a tour company in New Orleans, um, we have an insane number of tour companies that are that are here. And, you know, it's a pretty archaic, uh, you know, industry here, you, you know, and I, I'm the new guy, you know, three and a half years in, um, gone through a pandemic and have just, you know, tripled down on the digital side of things where as an older town, you know that's not something that really happens here. I, there's not a big tour guy or tour owner operator community here for me. So um, having the opportunity to meet to meet uh, like Jared Broach of Nightly Spirits, who again, is a competitor on one tour here in New Orleans. Um, but we had an awesome dialogue, and you know, there's a lot to learn from someone that's in 17 cities when I'm just moving into like you know my third now. And then uh, I met Chris Sizemore as well, who uh, just acquired a walking tour company and who's going to be a competitor of mine in the Nashville market too. Um, it was cool to, to have a, a camaraderie and a real dialogue of this isn't a cutthroat industry. We're all into this together. There's uh, there's enough for everyone to to eat, and so I think continue to uh, cultivate those relationships and have an open dialogue uh, moving forward is something that I, I haven't really done that much. And I think now I have the opportunity to do after having met, you know, so many people that attended the event.
2: Fantastic. Great to hear. So my, my final question for you is who's going to Vegas, who's going to arrive in Las Vegas.
1: I'll, I'll be in I, Vegas.
3: I think I'm going to try and make it for sure.
2: Jared.
0: Well, so my my best seller, uh, my tour is a a tour called Phoenix Murders and Mysteries. It's kind of a haunted tour. In October, it's usually popping. So it just Mm. it kind of, and and while I'm on that topic, one of the other things I took from Rival is, you know, I I can't do it on my own. You know, I'm going to, at some point, they're going to have to bring somebody in. Um, And maybe by October, if I bring somebody in and I can trust them, then I'd be, I'd
1: be happy to go to Arrival in Vegas. So we'll just, we'll see what the next few months bring. Well, if I can jump in there, Jared, uh, to to double down on what I said, I used to be the only tour guide for the company, and now I have nine. So, uh, if you want to connect after this on what that looks like and how to remove yourself from that that portion, uh, you know, super happy to to sit down and help uh, help you move forward in that. I would absolutely love that.
2: If I could take that a stage further, I'd love to invite each and every one of you back onto the show. Normally, we do a deep dive, right? We share how you got started and how you overcome challenges and growing your business. I'd love to do that with each and every one of you. I'm very intrigued to hear more about your stories. Um, Jared, where can people find your tours online?
1: SpiritOfArizonaTours.com. And Brian? BrawlNewOrleans.com.
2: And Heather?
3: sactownbites.com we're in sacramento california
2: fantastic i will add all of these links to the show notes for today which we can find at tourpreneur.com forward slash arrival san diego um thanks a bunch for coming on today i know we're really busy we've got a ton of to-dos after being at arrival um so thanks for coming on and sharing what you learned with all of us Thank
3: you, Shade. Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks for listening to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Be sure to visit tourpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Tourpreneur.